Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Soul. This is one of our Health Hub segments, so our in-house team of health professionals is going to be diving deep into all sorts of juicy wellness topics. They're so amazing and they're such a wealth of knowledge, so I am sure you're going to absolutely love these episodes. So without further ado, let's go over and get started. Hello, this is Amy the Naturopath here and today I want to talk you through some of the side effects that can happen when you are doing a juice cleanse. Now, first of all, this episode isn't to alarm you and I want to start by saying that first of all, many people do a soul cleanse, juice cleanse with absolutely zero issues whatsoever. So it's not necessarily that you should be expecting any challenges, but I want to cover off really just a few of the main ones that some people occasionally report and what I would recommend you do about it as well if this happens to you. So one of the questions that is asked a lot about cleansing is what is normal to feel and what is not and what should I expect around how I will feel. So I'm going to start by saying it's important that you know detoxification actually takes a lot of energy. 25% of all detoxification occurs in the lining of your gut. And then we have the liver, which is considered the heavyweight detoxification champion organ of them all. And then alongside that, we also have detoxification processes occurring in the kidneys, in your lungs and in your skin. And in fact, every single one of your cells undertakes detoxification every single day but it does take a lot of energy. And usually when we're going about our normal daily business, eating our normal daily diets, our body is utilizing energy for other things. But when we switch over to a cleanse and lighten the load on the digestive system, our body then redirects its energy and efforts into cleansing out our cells and tissues and organs. What that means is for some people, especially if it's been a long time since they've done a cleanse or maybe they've never done one before, there could be a fairly large toxin buildup over the course of their lifetime or for whatever reason, which means the body can end up putting a lot of effort into actually cleansing itself and this can result in feeling a little bit tired. Now, the way the cleanse is designed is that you should have plenty of energy to still do your daily activities of life. What that means is if you work, you should still be able to go to work and do your job. If you're a mum, you should still have enough energy to be able to look after your kids. And if you're a student, you should still be able to study without any challenge. However, when you are putting aside the time and the effort to do a cleanse, I would recommend lightening your load in terms of your schedule and your to-do list as best you can. Obviously, keep all the essential things in there, but know that cleansing is not the time to increase your exercise level, take on harder workouts, start training for a marathon or increasing your workload, saying yes to new projects. You wouldn't want to choose a cleanse if you are starting to ramp things up somewhere at work. So just be really conscious about the timing and really intentional about when you're going to place it into your life 
and during that time what you allow to go on to your to-do list. Definitely put aside anything that's absolutely not completely necessary. Continue with your usual exercise routine or drop the intensity a little bit. And of course, if you can get help with any of other responsibilities, like with your kids, um, see if you can implement that as well. The next thing I want to share is around signs of toxins coming out. Again, there are many people who will do a soul cleanse, juice cleanse, who don't get any of these symptoms at all. But like I mentioned before, you might have a particularly large body burden in terms of toxin load, or maybe you've never done a cleanse before. And so you've accumulated a lot of things over your lifetime. In those cases, sometimes we do see um, signs and symptoms of toxin overwhelm. And this can be any sort of number of symptoms. It can include things like bad breath, body odor or increase in body odor, skin sometimes might break out or misbehave a little bit. And sometimes we might even see a little bit of nausea or feeling a bit headachy. These are all signs that your body is asking for a bit of extra support at this time. So for example, to support the bad breath, certainly tongue scraping is a wonderful detoxifying practice to be doing I mean, anyway, outside of a cleanse, but certainly when you're going into a detoxification program of any sort, there is going to be an increase in movement of bacteria and junk from the gastrointestinal tract up onto the tongue. And in Ayurveda, it's called Agni, and it's really considered stagnant mucus being eliminated from your body. And tongue scraping helps you just to physically and manually move that out. Drinking plenty of water also really helps because the solution to pollution is dilution. And the more we are able to hydrate ourselves, we're able to dilute the toxins that are coming out of our tissues, ready for elimination through the liver, the gut, the kidneys and elsewhere. So even if you're drinking just slightly not enough, you're just slightly dehydrated, you can end up having trouble with toxin elimination. Now, because Soul Cleanse has a lot of fluids, all those beautiful juices, it's not uncommon for, you know, for someone to be able to remain hydrated. But if you're a taller human, you're a bigger person, maybe you're currently doing a cleanse in a hot season. Um, So it's summer or it's really humid. Maybe you have a physical job or you're exercising a lot and sweating. These are all, I guess, situations where you might need to increase your water intake a little bit further than you already are. The other things that you can do to support yourself is to ensure you are drinking the herbal tea that comes with your cleanse. Be light. The herbs in this herbal tea are designed specifically to take help take the edge off any sort of funny tummy, slight headachiness, and just generally feeling a little bit wobbly. And so if you're feeling any of these symptoms that I've just mentioned, by all means, increase your herbal tea intake and stay on top of that. The other thing I want to point out is to be really mindful to stay on top of taking the psyllium husks and the probiotics. Probiotics help to recalibrate the microbiome in your gut as you start to shift away from your regular diet. And interestingly, probiotics actually have quite a significant role to play in detoxification too. 
For example, they help to biotransform heavy metals. They also help to keep unhealthy bacteria at bay. So they're actually a really important part of doing a cleanse. But so too are the psyllium husks because psyllium is a type of fiber which swells with water and blows up like a sponge, absorbing the toxins that are coming out through the bile via the liver. If you aren't taking fiber or consuming fiber, aka the psyllium husks, what can happen is you can end up reabsorbing at least some of these toxins back into your liver and into your body, which of course is counterproductive, but also can contribute to some of those symptoms that we understand people can sometimes get. Another thing to be mindful of is ensuring that your blood sugar is nice and balanced. There are lots of reasons why someone might have less stable blood sugar or more problematic insulin sensitivity, someone who's maybe pre-diabetic, perhaps uh, dealing with insulin-resistant PCOS, or perhaps is underweight in lean muscle mass. But this can manifest sometimes as feeling a bit mentally or physically weak or a bit dizzy or lightheaded. And these symptoms can happen outside of a cleanse whenever someone has maybe not eaten enough enough food or maybe eaten not enough carbohydrate or too much carbohydrate. Now, in terms of doing a juice cleanse, number one rule is to make sure you're having your juices on time. Sometimes for some people, they can actually feel so good on a cleanse, they can actually forget to have their next elixir. But if you go too long between juices, you can start to have blood sugar problems. So if you need to pop it in your diary, make a note of when you're going to have each elixir. If you're anything like me and can get really focused on certain things, even setting an alarm on your phone to remind you to go and grab it out of the fridge and it's time to drink um, is also a great way of ensuring that you stay on track. So another thing you can also consider if you really need to is your protein intake. Now, for most people, this isn't going to be necessary, but I've found in clinical practice, sometimes adding some clean protein to your juices can really just help support your blood sugar balance that little bit more. And then maybe if this is something you've experienced, next time you do a soul cleanse, opt for one that actually includes protein or some of the whole food cleansers um, might be a better choice for you as well. Most people don't report feeling hungry on the cleanse, which is really interesting. And if you haven't done one yet, you might be really surprised just how much there is to drink and eat. If you have got a particularly large appetite, however, or maybe you've had some not so great habits leading up to the cleanse with eating processed food or a high sugar diet, those things can definitely pop up when you're on the cleanse, making a dramatic shift away from your, I guess, your regular habits. So speaking of regular habits and food cravings, in another upcoming episode, I'm going to talk about how to prepare for a cleanse. And one of those things will be including cutting down on not so healthy choices that might have become a more regular part of your life. And this can really reduce the risk of dealing with difficult cravings during a cleanse. However, let's say you're in the middle of a cleanse right now, you're desperately craving something that is obviously not good for you. Here are a few things that you can do. Step number one, drinking more of the Be Light 
herbal tea is a wonderful option. Not only are the herbs in there, they taste beautiful, but they also have been selected for a number of reasons, including alleviating sugar cravings, which is just genius. Another thing you can do is sniff peppermint essential oil. Peppermint essential oil is a really nice way to kind of reset your palate. Um, Brushing your teeth also does the same thing because of the peppermint in the toothpaste. But you can also just habit interrupt. And what I mean by that is change your location environment, get out of the house, go for a walk, get out of your office, do some yoga if you can, or just take five minutes aside and sit down and journal your way through it. Cravings, in my opinion, are a signal from the body for some kind of help, some sort of request for support. And often as humans, it's just easier and quicker to eat the thing or drink the thing that we initially crave without really actually stopping to consider what's driving that craving. And so on a cleanse, you have the perfect opportunity to actually sit with it, sit with that craving and have a moment of self-inquiry and feel into it. What is it exactly that your body your mind or your soul actually really needs in the moment. I'm certain it's not the coffee or the sugar, and maybe it's, you know, recognizing you're under too much pressure. You need to reduce the workload or shift your schedule around a bit, maybe schedule more gently. Maybe you actually need more self-care. Maybe you need more rest Maybe you need more connection and a phone call or walk with a friend is going to be the thing that helps alleviate that craving. So there you have it. Five main things that can come up for some people on a cleanse from time to time. It's not going to happen to everybody and it's not going to happen on every cleanse either. But in the event that it does happen to you, now you know what you can do about it to help make your cleanse even more enjoyable. That's it for now. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for journeying with us today. We really hope that this episode has expanded your mind and your heart and your life in some powerful kind of a way. And we really trust that you got whatever you needed from out of this episode. If you felt like the messages did resonate with you, we would be really grateful if you would share this episode, subscribe and also leave a review. Importantly, before we leave, we just really wanted to honour and pay our respects to the First Nations people of this country, particularly the Bundjalung Nation, which is where we are recording this podcast today, and just really share our gratitude for the wisdom that they keep and also for this beautiful, abundant country that we get to call home.